Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace with Pastor Philip Ransom Bello. This evening, I want to share a few things with you in respect to um, the life of Paul. The life of Paul in the sense that Paul, Paul interpreted everything that happened to him from the the perspective of purpose. You know, uh, he didn't just see things happening to him arbitrarily, no. He didn't just see um, um, situations in his life as though they came without a reason. But there was always a way Paul would attach the events of his life to the purpose of God. Amen? And um, it's interesting to know that. So I'm going to begin from Philippians chapter 1 verse 12. Let's look at Philippians 1 verse 12. If you have your Bible. Philippians 1 verse, verse 12. Okay, thank you. So, Paul says, but I want you to know. Okay, let's go to verse 10. Let's start from verse 10. So you have a background of the story. Yeah. Uh, verse 9, sorry. Verse 9. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. Verse 10. That you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Verse 11. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. Verse 12. Now, this is the place where I'm going to pay attention to. Verse 12 says, But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. So, you see that here Paul is in chains. Paul is in the prison. And then he says that the things that have happened to me have turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. Um... It's interesting that Paul is someone who will stand in front of people and preach. Yeah. He's someone who will um, probably go to synagogues or go to um, 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 various gatherings and he will talk to people and he will declare the gospel. But Paul didn't limit the preaching of his gospel to when he just stood in front of people to preach. The gospel was propagated by Paul in his own life's experience. Do you understand what I'm saying? So he says that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. Now the question that I have for you this evening is, are you able to convert and turn the situations of your life and the events of your life and link them up to the kingdom or to the furtherance of the gospel are you able to look at the situations that you go through the things that you face the mis um, fortune as the case may be are you able to say this furthers the gospel apart from the fact that you say it does it actually further the gospel so this is a challenge to you and I because Paul is very confident about the fact that He's been 
um, in prison is furthering the gospel. I mean, Paul was in prison for most part of his ministry. He was in prison. And most of the, the, most of the letters you read in the New Testament, um, the epistles of Paul, more than two-thirds of them were written from the prison. So, he didn't look at his being in the prison as a disadvantage. But his being in the prison was for the furtherance of the gospel. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, if you are able to convert your um, trials and your testing, and you can actually further the gospel through that, then you are a true epistle that is not just read in letters, but read by the looking at you. Hallelujah. My prayer for you is that you will be able to go through the storms of life and people will see you and be encouraged. Do you understand what I'm saying? You'll be able to go through um, tough times. Uh, you know, there's a saying that, uh, that says, uh, um, um, tough times never last, but tough people do, right? Um, the, the, uh, the tougher it gets, uh, when, the, when, the, when, the tough, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. Yeah. When the going gets tough, the tough gets going. My prayer for you is that when you're going through storm and tough times, people will see you and see the gospel. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, they will not just say that he came out of the storm. No. They would also say that I can see God from this person's experience. It's different. You, you being able to say that I can see God in the midst of this. The Bible says that let your light so shine before all men that you may what? Hmm? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and what? So if your light is shining and they connect your light to the glory of God, what does that tell you? It means that you are preaching the gospel in your life, from your life. Praise God. So Paul says, but I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me. Somebody say the things which happened to me. Are there, are there people who are here who, who things are happening to you? Are you here with me? Or you want to be all sophisticated, you know, sometimes when you put your makeup on and you wear nice dresses, you smell nice, you know, you cover the things you're really going through. But are there real people who are like me who are going through stuff? Uh-huh. So, so can you say it together with me that the things which happened to me have actually Actually, it means that it wasn't the intention. You know, even when the devil put it to you, he didn't know that that thing will turn out for the gospel. He didn't know. Just like what the scripture says, that if they had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If, if Satan had known that the mystery of the gospel of Jesus Christ was going to be found in the death of Jesus Christ, he would never have killed Jesus. So he says that the things which happened to me have actually turned out. Things are going to turn out for you. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Things are going to turn out for you. Amen. 
He said the things which have it, it has actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. Now, this is where I'm going to. Where I'm going to is that I, I need I need to let you know that your life has to be so connected to the gospel that everything about you should be summarized with the gospel. Both the things that happen to you, the things that happen against you, the blessings of life, the burdens of life. Everything. You must be able to summarize everything with the gospel. So there, there are some of you, you are so compartmentalized that I can, I can distinguish between your life in church, your life in school, your life at work, your life in the house. There are some people, there are, there are people who are Christians, you can't live with them. Am I talking here? You, you can't live with them because you wonder if they are Christians. <laughs> and the funny thing is you go to the same church. You understand? So you, you are very compartmentalized. I can, I, I can, you know, you, 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 you are a master of switching. <laughs> you are an inter-switch yourself. <laughs> when you get into church, you know how to play church. You know what I'm saying? You know how to play church when you get into church. You know how to lift up holy hands and you see that, that's fine it's okay but when, when you get when you get to the house it feels like you pulled your sandals if i you left the shoe in church for pastor phil to take home then bring for you back do you understand what i'm saying there's some people we can't live with them in the house some people when you get to work there is nothing about the gospel that they speak in fact, if your boss gets to find out that you are very active in church, he'll be surprised. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? There's some of you, there's no connection in your workplace. There's none. You're very compartmentalized. One of the first things I do when I go out is I, I, I quickly declare where I stand. In fact, to save me the stress, I just tell them I'm a pastor. <laughs> do you understand it's easy i tell them i'm a pastor this is who i am there is no <laughs> praise god look at your neighbor say let your light shine so when you get to work where is the where's the gospel that comes out from you where's the jesus from you when you're talking with your friends, your old-time friends, maybe you, you run into a friend who you haven't seen in a long time. You know what I'm saying? You run into someone who both of you used to be in the world. You know? And, and, and you all used to be partying before. Now God has saved you, but she doesn't know. God has saved you and he doesn't know. And then he brings up old conversations with you. And then you take it up from there. <laughs> there is no distinction. But Paul says that everything has turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. 
it has turned out for the forgeries of the gospel. The devil thought that um, the bringing of this trial would bring about my downfall. He thought that the bringing of this trial would uh, kill me. He thought that it would suppress me instead. But it was the contrary at the end of the day. It has turned out for the forgeries of the gospel. You see, Paul says that um, oh, oh, Paul says that <laughs> praise God you know, when he says that everything that has happened to me has actually turned out for the gospel. There were several uh, things that happened to the life of Paul. Do you remember when Paul was in um, the prison? The Bible says in Acts chapter 16, if you look from verse maybe 13 downwards or, well, maybe verse uh, 24, Acts chapter 16, where the Bible says that Paul and Silas were in prison and then they prayed, they sang, and... Oh, somebody wanted to say the Holy Ghost came down. <laughs> That's the song you are singing, my dear. Paul and Silas, they pray. <laughs> they <sung. laughs> the Holy Ghost came. Paul and oh yeah, sing now. They pray. They sang. He <laughs> said the Holy Ghost came down. When the Holy Ghost came down before. You understand what I'm saying? You know, there are some songs you can tell the origin of some songs. From the way they sound and from the words. Paul and Silas, they pray. You know it's Nigeria. That's Nigeria. <laughs> Amen. So, um, the Bible says that Paul and Silas prayed and they sang. And there was an earthquake. There was an earthquake. <laughs> It says, suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open. Immediately all the doors were open. And everyone's chains was loose. Now, watch how the event. Now, Paul and Silas, both of them are in prison, right? Watch how this event turns out for the furtherance of the gospel. Paul and Silas are in prison. Let's keep going. Um, verse, yep. And the keeper of the prison, awaking from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. Because he felt it's better I kill myself than to be in public shame. You know? But Paul called with a loud voice, saying, Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light ran in and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas, verse 30. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what, what must I do to be saved? Is this the gospel? So you see how, even though Paul and Silas, at first you throw Paul and Silas into the prison and then you begin to feel, oh, bad luck, hard luck for Paul and Silas. But no, it's not hard luck. Somebody must hear the gospel in this. Satan can have the advantage in my pain. Do you understand? No. Can I tell you something? If, if God used the pain of a man to initiate the gospel, how much more wouldn't he use your pain for the furtherance of the gospel? It was the pain of a man. It was the sufferings of Jesus that the gospel started. 
So don't expect yours to be less. Amen. So let's keep going. Verse, verse 31. So they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. You and your household. Verse 32. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. Now look at, look at this. This is very interesting. Verse 33. It says, and he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and all his family were baptized. Are you getting what I'm saying? See, Paul took advantage of his being in the prison. And you know what baffles me the most? What, what, what is interesting is the fact that this is somebody who is meant to keep them in the prison. He took them out of the prison. <laughs> this is interesting. Somebody, he's, he's called the keeper of the prison. But he took them out of the prison and washed their stripes. Look, the people who inflicted pain on you will actually wash your stripes. Do you understand? So, and immediately he and all his family were baptized. Verse 34. Now when he had brought them into his house, can you imagine? Um, dude, what happened to the prison? <laughs> what happened? This is the prisoner. I mean, this is the um, prison keeper or the, the jailer. Jailer. <laughs> this dude brought Paul and Silas to his own house. Hallelujah. It says it has all turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. All turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. And he set food before them. The same hands that beat me, feeding me. The same hands that actually inflict me, inflict pain on me, blessing me. You know, we read a scripture one time and we said that the, your, our, our strangers, we build our walls. That people, you will call for a nation, uh, um, one nation, but nations you do not know will come to you. Hallelujah. So, he says, and he rejoiced having believed in God. Somebody got saved through Paul's being in prison. You see that? What about Daniel? Daniel, um, if, if you see, the Bible says that there was a decree. King Darius um, um, made a decree that nobody will worship or make petition to a God apart from a particular God. And the, uh, there was a time frame of 30 days. And, and Daniel, of course, knowing his conviction, he knew he was going to pray. And then the people knew that Daniel was going to pray. And that's why they convinced the king to give a time frame of 30 days. Because they knew that Daniel cannot stay without prayers for 30 days. And then in the course of um, the 30 days period, Daniel begins to pray. And then they report Daniel. Daniel chapter 6 verse... Um, Check one of the verses, verse 13 or, you know. And then he began to pray. And then they came reporting Daniel to the king and said, haven't you decreed that if anyone makes petition to a, 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 another God uh, outside or other than, than, than that which we serve, 
the person should be thrown into the lion's den. And then they decided to throw Daniel into the lion's den. Yeah. Um, where are we? So, let's, let's fast forward. Let's, let's move on. Let's, let's fast forward to verse 15. Good. Then these men approached the king and said to the king, Know, O king, that it is the law of the Medes and Persians that no decree or statute which the king establishes may be changed. Verse 16. So the king gave the command and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. But the king spoke, saying to Daniel, Your God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. Because the king likes Daniel. And then Daniel is going to be thrown into the lion's den. Verse 17. Then a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, uh, of, of the den and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with his uh, signet of his lords, that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed. Because he's king. Now the king went to his palace and spent um, the night fasting and no musicians were brought before him in verse, verse 19. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste to the den of lions. Verse 20. Okay. And when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke saying to Daniel, Daniel! Servant of the living God. The king believed. Servant of the living God. Has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. <laughs> well, but you know, one of the things that I want you to know is that for the king to actually ask a question, he was, he was expecting an answer. He believed he was alive. Can a dead man answer a question? <laughs> Verse 22. My God sent his angel and shut the, uh, the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. And also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. Verse 23. Now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no injury whatsoever was found on him because he believed in his God. That's a whole message there. No gospel. No injury was found on him because he believed, types and shadows, that the salvation of which we will rest upon our faith is unbelieving. Amen. Types and shadows. That's this how you read your Bible. You understand types and shadows. So verse 24. And the king gave the command and they brought those men who had accused Daniel and they cast them into the den of lions. Them, their children, and their wives, and the lions overpowered them. It means they, they struggled. You understand what I'm saying? They struggled. And broke all their bones in pieces before they ever came to the bottom of the den. It's amazing. You see, when God is fighting your battle, just hold on. Stand still and see the salvation of God. Hallelujah. For it will turn out for the furtherance of the gospel. Hallelujah. It will turn out for what? The furtherance of the gospel. 
You might be in pain right now. It's turning out for the forgeance of the gospel. Hallelujah. You might be in a, in a, in a moment of lack. It's for the forgeance of the gospel. Praise God. Verse 25. Now, the king Darius wrote, look at, look at this. He wrote, to all people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied to you. Hmm. A wicked king multiplying peace. He has encountered the gospel. Do you understand that? Verse 26, I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men must tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and steadfast forever. His kingdom is the one which shall not be destroyed. And his, capital letter, his. Hey, Boros. Ouch. Capital letter, his. His dominion shall endure to the end. A heathen king prophesying. Do you see that? A heathen king prophesying. It has turned out for the forgeries of the gospel. Hallelujah. So that, that's, that's what it is. So Paul says that all these things that have happened to me, they are turning out for the furtherance of the gospel. Now, um, go, go back to, go back to, go back to the first um, um, scripture we read. Philippians chapter 1 verse 12. Go back to Philippians 1. It says, but I want you to know, brethren, that the things which have happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. Go to verse 13. He says, so that it has become evident to the whole palace God and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ for the furtherance of the gospel. He says, it's evident now that my chains are in Christ. No, you don't get what Paul is saying. He's not saying that, that he's in chains. That's not what Paul is saying. Paul was in chains, but he's not saying that he's in chains. He's saying that my being in chains is showing that I am in chains in Christ. No, you didn't get that. If you got it, you'll be jumping on your feet. He's saying that, look, Paul says, if, sometimes if you read the book that Paul writes, he will introduce sometimes, he will say, I prisoner of the Lord. Do you understand? I prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? I am writing to you as this, as that. He writes as an apostle of the Lord. I prisoner of the Lord. So Paul is not saying that I am in chains. He's not even... I'm um, acquiescing the fact that he is in prison. He's saying that my being in prison will show that I am a prisoner of the Lord. Hallelujah. That it will turn out for the furtherance of the gospel. Look at your neighbor say it's for the furtherance of the gospel. It will turn out for the furtherance of the gospel. For the furtherance of the gospel. And to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. Can you connect your life steadfastly to the gospel? That's, that's a challenge. That's a challenge. Anything that somebody blesses you, you, you link it to the gospel. You are disappointed, you link it to the gospel. 
You, you prayed for something, it hasn't come yet, but you link it to the gospel. That it will turn out for the furtherance of the gospel. Let your life be all about the gospel. Do you understand? You are not in pain arbitrarily. No. There is a reason why it happened to you. There is a reason why it is happening to you. And it is for the furtherance of the gospel. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor again. Say it's for the furtherance of the gospel. Look at somebody else. Say it's for the furtherance of the gospel. How about the blind man? How about the man who was born blind? They were asking. They said, who sinned? Is it, is it this man who was born blind that sinned? Or is it his parents that sinned? There was a situation at hand. So Paul is asking. I mean, um, 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 people, the people were asking. The disciples of Jesus were asking Jesus, who sinned? Is it the man who was born blind? Or is it his parents who sinned before he was born? I mean, this is an innocent man who was born into blindness. It's not as if misfortune fell upon him in the course of his life. It just happened to him just like that. And then, and then they are asking, who sinned? Whose fault is it? But what, what, did, what did Jesus say? That the glory of God should be revealed. The blind man's situation was for the furtherance of the gospel. Hallelujah. Look, everything that I have been through is for the furtherance of the gospel. Every single, I can count them for you. I can list them out for you. Every single thing that I've been through is for the fortunes of the gospel. And I make no mistake about it. Both the things that I'm in control of, the things that I'm not in control of, the things that I know, the things that I understand, the things that I don't understand. Every single thing is for the fortunes of the gospel. Talking about Jesus, the Bible says Jesus learned obedience by the things he suffered. For the fortunes of the gospel. If I don't have food to eat, the fortunes of the gospel. Uh, there, there, is, there is a reason. There is, there is a connection somewhere. They called Jesus, said, Jesus, um, Lazarus is sick. Why don't you come um, um, and, and, you know, pray for him? If you love him, you know you love this family, so come. And Jesus stayed days extra, allowing Lazarus, somebody he likes. If he was in this generation, what would you say? Jesus always came to your house. He, anytime he came, you made food for him. You prepared, you prepared where he was going to lay his head. And, you know, you took care of him. He healed other people. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> you get? But when it came to your turn, you are looking for Jesus now and then he said, Jesus, where are you? And Jesus said, I'm, I'm coming. And he didn't come. He died. You called Jesus, you said, I'm busy. I'll call you back later. You send him a message, you say, call Pastor Shola. I can't talk to you right now, I'm busy. And then the time Jesus shows up, to you, it seems like it's late. And then Lazarus is dead. See, Jesus didn't want to heal Lazarus. He wanted to raise Lazarus from the dead. 
Because when they asked Jesus, he says, how is he going? How, he's going to, this guy is sleeping. He said, no, he's not sleeping. He said, he's going to be alive. And then the sisters of Lazarus said, yes, I know he'll be alive um, at the resurrection day. Jesus said, hold up. <laughs> I am the resurrection and the life. I'm resurrection and life. Because if Lazarus had not known death, how can they know life? So sometimes what you don't understand is for the furtherance of the gospel. It's for the furtherance of the gospel. Are you still here? Like I told you, if God can use the pain of one man to initiate the gospel, expect him to use yours for the furtherance of the gospel. Hallelujah. Last scripture. Um, let's do First Thessalonians chapter 1. First Thessalonians chapter 1. First Thessalonians chapter 1 verse, verse 5. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but what? Also in power. And in the Holy Spirit. And in much assurance. Look, when you preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, I pray for you that your preaching of the gospel will not just be in word, but it will be in power. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is not just in word, but the kingdom of God is what? In power. It's not just talk. Do you know why the Bible calls you a witness? He calls you a witness. Have you asked yourself, why am I a witness? Witness to what? Witness, he says, tarry ye in Jerusalem until you are endued with power. And you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses, you know, um, to me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all, all parts of the earth. But why, why did the Bible call you a witness? A witness is someone who was there when, when it happened. Were you there? Physically, you were not there. But the one who is in you is the initiator of the event. So, you are witnessing to what the initiator in you started. Do you understand it? So, even though I was not there when Jesus rose from the dead, I was not there when the Holy Ghost came upon the 120, but the Spirit of God in me is the one who was there. So, I qualify to be a true witness because I have the Holy Spirit in me. And that's why the Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So, he says, for our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power, and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance, as you know what kind of men we were amongst you for your sake. Verse 6. And you became followers of us and of the Lord. He said, before you became followers of the Lord, you became followers of us. You are so influential that when people look at you, they just want to follow you. And when they follow you, they begin to now understand that you follow the Lord and they begin to follow the Lord. You see, people will not follow the Lord immediately 
but they will follow you. So that's why you must be careful about your life. You must be careful about yourself. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? So he says they first of all followed them and then they followed the Lord. Having received the word in much affliction. Kai, this is where I'm going to end. He says, having received the word. Now, when the Bible says much affliction, believe it. It's not talking about my mind affliction. Much affliction. But guess what? They received the word with joy. With joy. Are you that believer who in the midst of your pain, you're still able to receive the word with much joy in your heart, even though there is affliction? Hallelujah. It is turning out for the furtherance of the gospel. Are you getting what I'm saying to you? It is turning out for the furtherance of the gospel. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter where you're coming from. It doesn't matter where you have been. It is turning out for the furtherance of the gospel. Look at your neighbor and say, it's turning out for the furtherance of the gospel. Everything is working all together for good again. Do you believe what I'm saying to you? Everything is all turning around for good. The Bible says all things work together for good to them who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Paul says, for we know. Do you know? Look at your neighbor. Ask your neighbor, do you know? Do you believe it? That it's coming together for good. Hallelujah. It's working for the furtherance of the gospel. My being in prison like Paul is working for the furtherance of the gospel. My being in the lion's den like Daniel is working for the furtherance of the gospel. My being in the grave, just like Jesus, three days had to take the keys of death, hell, and the grave, and he came out triumphant with glory. And he says, Behold, I have given to you all power. He's working out for the furtherance of the gospel. Slap your neighbor a high five, tell him he's working for you. For the furtherance of the gospel. Tell your neighbor, take advantage of the times, take advantage of the pain. Oh, I can hear you, somebody. Take advantage. Take advantage. Take advantage. It's working out for good. I believe it. It's working out for good. It's working out for good. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. And for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.